time, just lift your hands and just thank him and just give him praise. Why? Because you know that God is here for you. Why? Because you know that God has you in mind. Why? Because you know that God has prepared this meeting just for you. Why? Because you know that God is here because of you. Lift your voice, lift your hands and just bless him and thank him one more time. One more time, just thank him and give him praise. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we say thank you. And we give you all the glory and all the praise. Thank you for this huge privilege that you have given to us to be gathered together in your name, right here in your presence, where you are gathered with us. Lord, we are very grateful. Thank you because you have not said to seek you in vain. And that's why we know that we are returning back undoubtedly with testimonies. And Lord, I ask for these few minutes that we'll spend looking into your word. I ask that let it be an encounter for every one of us. Lord, speak through my mouth words that you desire to say for the hour and for the season. And Lord, let our hearts be open to receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Come and let your amen be louder. Come and let your amen be louder. Amen. I want you to give God a loud shout of praise. Can you do that? Come on, it's to the Lord one more time. Give the Lord a loud shout. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Daddy and mommy, thank you for this privilege to do this. I want you to celebrate my spiritual parents, my pastors, my mentor, my father and my mother in the Lord. I want us to celebrate them. Daddy and mommy, thank you so much for this privilege. And much more than this privilege, I'm, I'm grateful for the investment over the years. And um, I'm not just saying this because I have this privilege. I'm saying this because I know it. And also because the people that are close to me also know it. And also because daddy and mommy know it too as well. That I would not be who I am if not for them. And what God has done through them in my life. And I want you to celebrate them one more time. I want you to do it from your heart with, with a lot. Come on, do it from your heart. Do it from your heart. Daddy and mommy, thank you so much. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't say thank you enough and I appreciate you so very much. Alright, so we've been considering the subject of dunamis. Dunamis. And um, I perceive in my heart that the Spirit of the Lord wants to bring a line of thought away. And I trust God to communicate the very intent of his heart. I want us to start from the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. And Reverend Festus read that scripture to us too as well. And I want us to start from there. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or think or imagine. According to the power that worketh in us. 
Now this speaks of the Father. It speaks of God. Why? Because if you back up to verse 14, you would see that Apostle Paul was talking about praying for them. He said, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible refers to the Lord as the one that is able to do. So you see, the ability to do resides with the Lord. Are we together? He says, who is able to do? And I love the fact that not only that, it says that he's able to do exceeding. Somebody say exceeding. It says abundantly, above all that we ask. And that means that when we ask, God does. We do the asking, and it does the doing. We don't do the doing, God does the doing. Can you say that to your neighbor? Say, God does the doing. And we do the asking. So, God does the doing. And the Bible tells us that he's able to do. So, God has the ability to do. Performance is of him. Why? Because the power belongs to God. Performances of him, the power belongs to God. The ability to do belongs to God. The ability to perform belongs to God. So, there is no performance without God. Performances of the Lord. So, we are not sufficient in ourselves to do. It is our sufficiency. The Lord is our sufficiency. He is our power to do. The Lord is our ability to do. He is our sufficiency. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, all right, if you start from verse 4, speaking about such trust do we have towards God. It is not that we are sufficient in ourselves. It is to think anything as of ourselves. It says, our sufficiency is of God. I want you to say with me, say, my sufficiency is of God. Come on now, I want you to say it because you believe it. Say it, say, my sufficiency is of God. One more time, say, my sufficiency is of God. Now you understand the reason why Paul would say, I can do all things. Now, he wasn't talking about himself, he was talking about his sufficiency. So it is our sufficiency. We are not sufficient in ourselves to think anything of ourselves. Our sufficiency is of God. So it is our capacity to do. It is our ability for performance. And I like what it says in the next verse, verse 6. It says, verse 6. It says, who also has made us able. Did you see the word able there? So who made us able? The Lord, who also has made us able ministers. So you see, without God, we are not able. We are able because of him. So he is your ability. He is ability. Performances of him. He is the one that is able to do exceeding abundantly exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think and i love that it simply means there is nothing you can ask that god cannot do there is nothing we can ask there is nothing you can imagine 
that God cannot do. Your imagination cannot be beyond God's power. There is nothing you can ask that you that God cannot do. Nothing. God's ability, the Bible tells us, is exceeding and abundantly above what we can ask him or imagine. So God is ability, performances of him. Now we do the asking, he does the doing. You know, and Jesus said this in the book of John chapter 14. When he was talking to his disciples from verse 8. And telling them that when they asked him to show them the father. And he said to them, he said, have I been so long with you? And you're asking me to show you the father. Don't you know that he that has seen me has seen the father? And then he said in verse 10, verse 10 is where we're going. He said, believest thou not, believest thou not. He says that I am in the Father. In other words, I'm one with the Father. And the Father is in me. Now, look at what he says here. He says, the words that I speak. He said, I speak not of myself. He said, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He what? Doeth the works. So, by his ability, I do the speaking. He does the walking. It does the walking. Now, this is amazing because this is Jesus speaking. All right, testifying to the fact that all the miracles which are acts of God's power that we saw him do was a partnership. All. It was a partnership. And this is Jesus. So, you know, for us, it can't be anything different. So every miracle that God is going to do through our hands is going to be a partnership. God doing the works. God doing the works. So you see, it's God that does the work. Is our sufficiency. Is the power back of our speaking. Is the power back of our talking. Why? Because if God does not do it, it's mere talk. What makes the difference is the performance that God brings on the scene when you talk. And that was what Pastor was saying to us yesterday about the Holy Ghost. So you understand that it's not just about talking the gospel. But that intelligible partnership between the believer and the Holy Ghost that makes the gospel happen when it is spoken. And that was why when they were, when Jesus was leaving the scene, they knew what to say. Because he had taught them, but he still told them to wait. Until they were endued with power. Because that's what makes the gospel work. Are we together? So performance is of the Lord. Is the one that doeth the works. And that's why if you see the conversation of Jesus in John chapter 14. If you read further down and you go to verse 13. Look at verse 13 of John chapter 14. Okay, so he's talking to us here now. Alright, and he says whatsoever. He says you ask in my name. What did he say? That will I do. That will I do. In other words, you ask, I do. You do the asking, I do the doing. 
It means that if you leave me, you will talk, nothing will happen. Because when you talk about doing, I'm behind the doing. I'm the one that does the doing. You do the talking, I do the doing. So if you forget me, you will talk and there will be no doing. So performance comes from the Lord. And that's why when you see performance, that's God. When you see productivity, that's God. When you see result, that's God. So it's a partnership between us and the Lord. And we saw in Philippians 2 and verse 13, he says it there again. He says, it is God that worketh in you. God worketh. God worketh. God worketh in you, both to will and to do. So you are not the one working it. It's God working it. So the doing there is God at work. So it's a partnership. It's a partnership. And and can I say this to you? What we call the New Testament. What we call, and that's why the Bible says in the scripture we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it says, He's able, He has made us able ministers of the New Testament. What we call the New Testament is the power of God at work. The New Testament is the power of God at work. The Old Testament. Is the power of men at work. You know, because it's you doing the doing. And we know how not far doing the doing got us. And that's why the letter kill it. So there's no New Testament. And that's why, if you're a believer, understand that every single thing that happens in the New Covenant happens by God working in you. This is the grace of God. Is the power of God working in you. And that's the grace of God. Why? Because it's not you. If it's you, then it's not grace. It's not you. That's why it's grace. Let me show you a scripture here. And then we consider something that the Lord is saying right now. Now look at Ephesians chapter 3. Paul says something here. It says in Ephesians 3 and verse 7, it says, Whereof I was made a minister. It says, According to the gift of the grace of God. And thank God for Paul, he, he understood that ministry is the grace of God at work. Whereof I was made a minister, according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me. And I love this. Look at what he said there. He said, by the effectual working of his power. So the grace of God is actually the power of God working. So anywhere you go or anyone you see and you see the grace of God upon their life, that's the power of God working. The power of God doing something. Something exceeding. Something abundant. Something immeasurable. Something far above what you could have done by yourself in yourself. Are we together? And this is very important. So, we cannot walk without God. We cannot operate without God. 
And we understand that the Spirit of God strengthens us with the power of God to do the things that God wants us to do. It strengthens us. Now, the Spirit of God strengthens us with power when we pray. Because we saw the account that was given in Ephesians chapter 3. Now, Paul was praying for them. Now, he had an understanding of the will of God as touching the Gentiles. And then he began to pray for them. Because he, he, he knew that, now, I have this understanding. And this understanding, or I reveals to us the wisdom of God in bringing the Gentiles into the same thing that the Jews had. But you see, the practicality of it. Paul knew that they had to enter into it. They had to enter into the experience of what God had in mind. Of them being partakers of what God had reserved for them. And then he began to pray for them. And this was Paul's prayer. He was praying that God will grant unto them, according to the riches of his glory, that they will be strengthened with might. By his spirit in the inner man. Now, I want you to observe a couple of things then. Number one, observe that the ministration of strength by the Holy Ghost here is being facilitated by the prayer of Apostle Paul. Because if there was another means by which they could have been strengthened apart from Paul bowing his knees, he would have said so. And this is because this is the means. And so Paul began to speak about how he bowed his knees in prayers for them. That God will strengthen them with might. Might there speaks of dunamis. God's miracle working power. By the Holy Ghost on the inside. So there's a strengthening of the spirit that happens to us on the inside by prayer. As we pray. There's a strengthening that happens on the inside that is given by God, granted by God, supplied by God, ministered by God to us. In response to prayer, he grants it in response to prayer. And that was what he was speaking about here. And then he began to talk to them in verse 20. That God was able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what they ask or think, according to that power that is working in them. According to the power that is working in them, Paul had prayed for them that they will be strengthened with might. Why? Because he had prayed for them that the power of God will work on their inside to strengthen them to do the things that God would have them do in accordance to his will. And he said, when that power begins to work in you as a result of God's grant, as a result of the grant of the Father, he said, you will ask and God will do much more. So this supply answers to prayer. This supply happens as we pray. 
This supply is given to us in the place of prayer. Now, now let's say something about prayer. Now, prayer is not natural. And I find that very thrilling. Prayer is supernatural. And listen to this. The, the, you know the Bible tells us that God hears prayers, right? It tells us that, oh, thou that hearest prayers. So God hears prayers. In other words, God answers prayers. Now, what does that mean? It means that prayer is talking to God. If you are not praying, you are not talking to God. You know, because people believe sometimes that if I just wish or I just say something, God has heard me. It's prayers that God hears. It means that if you're just talking and you are not praying, it's not before God. Why? Because you see, what we call prayer is it's not like talking. It's not like talking to your friend. It's not like you saying something. Now, what we call prayer is actually a spiritual exercise. It's supernatural. There's a communion with God. There's a communication with God. Now, now, now let, let me let me let me let me let me let me um, show this to us. All right. Now look at this. Look at this. Now in in First Corinthians chapter fourteen and verse two. Look at this. First Corinthians chapter fourteen and verse two. It says, "He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men." He says, "But unto God." So he's talking about praying in the spirit here. Praying with the spirit here. And then he says that we are talking to God. So prayer is talking to God. Is communicating with God. It's not just mere talking. You are actually communicating with God. And that's why he said in Matthew 6. He says that don't pray like the Pharisees pray. He said they will stand at the street corners. He said and then they will lift up their voice. So that everybody can hear them. In other words they've missed the point. He said, when you pray, he says, go into your closet. He says, when you have shut the door, he says, pray to your father. Now, what, what am I saying in essence? Prayer initiates a conversation with God. When we get to praying, the line of communication between us and God opens. We start to talk. And that's why you see, in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16, the Bible tells us to come boldly into the throne of grace. And I was just wondering, the throne of grace. It means that when I lift up my voice and I'm praying, I change location. Now physically, I'm still in the room. But I'm not in the room. Someone says, oh, how, 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 how. Now, now it's, you know, it's just so simple. You know, can I... If I traveled and I was away, maybe from my wife, far away, maybe I crossed some seas to get where I'm going. Can I talk to her where I am? Yes, I can. But for me to talk to her, I need some sort of technology. And then if we do a video call and then I look at her, we can talk. It's a video call. And I can ask her, I, I said, your eyes, what's happening there? Now, even though we are not in the same room, I can interact with her. 
I can talk to her, even though we are far away. So it's as though I am in the room. So when we pray, it's much more than just talking. When you pray, a spiritual activity is occurring. That makes it possible to connect with God. And that's why you see, the Bible speaks of, it says, let us draw near. With a true heart. Draw near. It means that you are as close to God as your prayer. And you are as far from God as your prayerlessness. It means that when we pray, we are close. When I mean close, I mean when we pray, God is here, I'm here. So prayer closes the gap between heaven and earth. Prayer connects the heavens with the earth. It connects the heavens with the earth. And that was why when Jacob slept at Bethel, he had a dream. And the Bible said he saw a ladder, angels ascending and descending. And pastor would tell us that, you see, angels just don't ascend and descend. There has to be a ladder. And that ladder is prayer. And when he woke up, he said, this is a dreadful place. He said, God is in this place. I didn't know it. He said, undoubtedly, this is the house of God. Of course, you know the house of God is the house of prayer. He says, and this is the gate of heaven. Gate, gate of heaven. Where? Where? Gate of heaven. Where? In Bethel. Where is Bethel? On earth. So, the place of prayer is a gate. It's a gate. The gate of heaven on earth. On earth. And that's why the Bible says in Matthew 18, it says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. So you are doing it here. Something is happening over there. Why? Because there's a connection. And the connection is prayer. It's at the gate of heaven. Right here on earth. And you know what gate is? A gate is access. That's what gates are. Gates are access. When you talk about the gate, you're talking about access. So it was simply saying that this is the access to heaven. On earth. So you see, prayer is an access. It is the privilege of access that God has given to him. That while we're on earth, we can stay in touch with him. While we're on earth, we can stay connected to him. While we're on earth, we can stay in touch with him. While we're on earth, we can stay in fellowship with him. And listen, when we are in fellowship with him, a lot can happen. And you know, and that's the way it is, you know, when you're browsing. All right, the first thing you need when you're browsing is that you have to establish a connection. Right? You have to establish it because if you don't establish a connection, if I send you a mail, you won't get it. If I call you, it won't ring on the other side. But when there's a connection, I can send a mail, you can get a mail. I can chat to you on my messaging app and then you can get it. But listen, the first thing is that there has to be a connection. And that's what prayer does. It connects us with God so that, I like to put it this way, we can upload and download. And it's so interesting because, you know, it thrills me when I think about this. You know, once when Pastor spoke about the fact that all the examples that the Bible gives, the Bible always says angels ascending 
and descending. You know, it's so interesting that even with browsing, there's no downloading without uploading. You have to upload to download. You don't upload, you can't download. All right, because wherever it is that that website you want to go to, you have to talk to that website for that website to talk back to you. Thank you, Daddy. I believe you know that is an expert. So that's it. You have to talk first to the website. And then that website, you know, it's so amazing that sometimes people expect responses from heaven when they've not said anything. You have to ping the thing. You talk to it. Because if you don't, if, if you don't, if you don't connect with heaven, God is not going to respond. And that's why he said, call on me. He says, and I will answer you. He said, draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. That's what God says. God says, I'm available. I'm available. He said, but listen, if you're going to get any response to me, you bow your knees. So in the place of prayer, a connection with God, the one that works in us, opens up. And that simply means that, listen, if we are not praying, God is not going to work. Because, you see, prayer makes it possible for God to walk in you. Because a connection is established by which God can step in. And God can walk in you. And God can walk through you. And that's why, if you read the book of James, it's so amazing what James said there in James chapter 5 and verse 14. He said, is any sick among you? Sick. Among you. He says, let him call for the elders of the church. And let them do what? Pray over him. Why did he tell them to pray? Because that's what establishes the connection. That releases the power that will heal him. It is a vibrate. He says, pray. He says, and, and I love this part. He says, and the Lord. He says, and the Lord. You see, he does the doing. He says, and the Lord shall raise him up. And the Lord. The Lord, how? When you pray, the Lord. When you pray, the Lord. Now, he's sick. He needs to be healed. How is he going to be healed? Call for the elders. Let them pray over him. And the Lord shall raise him up. And then the next verse, verse 16. Go on, verse 16. Okay, verse, no, verse 15. Verse 15. It says, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. What is going to save the sick? The prayer of faith. The prayer of faith will save the sick. It says, and the Lord shall raise him up. It says, if he has committed any sins, it says, they shall be forgiven him. And then verse 16. In us says, confess your fault one to another and pray for one another. I love this because God is just simply saying, listen, if you want to see changes, what do you do? Pray. Let me tell you something. The power to cause a change is triggered when we pray. When we pray, listen, God can change you. Now, don't let me talk about changing your circumstance first. I'm talking about changing you. He can change you. There's a change that happens when we pray. There's a change on the inside. There's a transformation on the inside. God can walk in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. There's a transformation within. There's a change on the inside. When we pray, 
And then he says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. What does it do? Avail at much. I love that. Listen, your prayer is powerful. If only you would pray. So he says, is any sick? He didn't say, you know, because he said, he says, is any afflicted? Let him do what? Let him pray. He said, he said, don't cry. And that's what we do sometimes when we're afflicted, we cry. He said, but crying doesn't change anything. Not anymore than you can pick up your phone and you want to call someone and you're crying and you expect the phone to call. It doesn't work that way. So the phone is not going to call. You can't cry. Except you are crying to God in prayers. He says, let him pray. Why? Because listen, if you are afflicted, what you need is the power of God. It doesn't matter the degree of the affliction or the magnitude of the affliction or the length of the affliction. Listen, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above what we ask. Are we together? So prayer is much more than just mere talking. Something is happening when you are praying. And that's why, listen, when we pray, we have encounters. When we pray, we see visions. Remember Apostle Peter, in the account of Cornelius, they were making the food ready, and then he went up to pray. And the Bible said that he fell into a trance. In other words, I'll put this, as he prayed, he fell into a trance. You see, trying to have encounters with God without connecting is a dream of the night. When we pray, when we pray, God has the room, the access to come into our lives and do things. He can turn things around. He can change you from the inside. He can touch things and transform things. He can produce a change in you and all around you. So when when we pray, Even though you're physically on earth, you are not here. You are dining with God. You're on the same table with God. And remember, listen, God is the one that works these things. It means that if I don't commune with him and I don't relate with him, you see, God cannot do the things that he wants to do in my life. Why? Because I'm not giving him room. Listen, you give God room as you pray. You give him room to walk in our lives. We give him room to walk in our lives as we pray. And that's why it's good when you get the word of God, like the word of God we've been receiving from yesterday, you, you go to prayer. You know, because when it comes to doing what you have heard in you, it's God that is going to do it. You go to prayer. And you start crying out to God. You know, pastor was reading us the scripture yesterday. Oh, powerful, powerful. About the one that will ascend into his holy hill. He said, clean hands and pure heart. And then with tears sometimes, you're crying out to God. Clean hands, pure heart. Clean hands, pure heart. You're crying out to the Lord, my heart, my heart. And then Reverend Festus was also mentioning it today again. My heart, Lord, my heart, 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 my heart. And I'm telling you, God starts to walk in you, you will amaze yourself. 
You're surprised at yourself. Why? Because listen, there's a change. There's a turnaround. You're not where you are before now. Now let, let me show us one scripture as we begin to close. Exodus chapter 33 and verse 12. We saw the account of Moses there. This is Moses the intercessor. And Moses said unto the Lord. Ask your neighbor, what are you saying to the Lord? So people talk to everybody except the Lord. They don't have conversations with God. They talk to everybody else except God. You're talking to people that don't have the power to change things. You're not talking to the one that has the power to change things. What are you saying to the Lord? What conversations are you having with God? It's called fellowship. You must have conversations with God. Things you are asking God to do in you. Work in you. The things you have seen in God's word that you are trusting the Lord to make happen in your life. Conversations. Conversations. And so, this is Moses' conversation with the Lord. And he said, See thou seest unto me, bring up these people, and thou hast let me know that thou wilt send me. He said, Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. And look at this. He says, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in your sight. What did he say? He said, Show me now thy way. Somebody say prayer. So the man Moses was not just an extraordinary man because God called him. He was an extraordinary man because he was a man of God's presence. He was a man of prayer. Look, look at Moses' prayer. He said, God, show me now thy way. He says that I may know you. He says that I may find grace in your sight. He says, and consider that this, this nation is thy people. And verse 14. And God said, so this is God responding to him. And God said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. See God's presence answering to request. Let me tell you something. If we're going to have God's presence in our homes, prayer must happen. Prayer must happen. Prayer must happen. We have God's, and that's why a man of prayer carries God's presence. And God said, I will give you rest. Now somebody may see Moses and see presence all around him. And look at Moses and see rest. How did he come? He asked. It was prayer. Now let me say, the things you don't pray about, you're not going to see it in your life. And so, if you want to see the things of God in your life, you got to pray. And I look at what he said, verse 15 again. Verse, and he said unto him, if your presence go not with me, he said, carry us not up ends. He said, for when shall it be known here that I and the people have found grace in your side? He said, is it not in that thou goest with us? The presence of God. It makes all the difference. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost of power went about doing good, healing all those that oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. For no man can do these miracles except God be with him. 
He says, how will we be different? He said, is it not your presence? And then look at the next verse, verse 17. And the Lord said to Moses, can we read this together? What did he say? One, two, three, go. I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight and I know thee by name. I would do it. I would do it. Uh, let me tell you something. The, 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 the extraordinary things that will happen in your life are the things that God will do in your life. Those are the amazing things that will happen in your life. And that's because you asked. What, what, am I, what am I saying in essence? Listen, you can go far with God. If you would explore this treasure, this access. You know, the way it is, it's just like the way the World Wide Web is. Information is there. And it will shock you. There are ignorant people. You know, there are some things that people will ask for and say, that, don't you know this? It's so simple. Just Google it. Yes, you know why? Because information is there. There are many things you can learn, you know, during the lockdown. <laughs> it is very funny now. During the lockdown, amen, I was fast becoming very heavily bearded because I didn't go out to cut my hair. So my wife said, you can't continue this kind of bushy hair. I have to cut your hair. I said, no. He said, boy, you don't know how to cut hair. He said, that's not hard. He said, there's YouTube. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The Bible says you have not because you have not. It's available. You see, but the connection to receive, that's the point. So you may look at, and that's why in God's kingdom, there's no room for envy. Are you hearing there's no room for envy. Now, you see God doing mighty things in someone's life. You can't be envying them. You know why? Because it's available to all. No, you can't be envying them. It's available to all. He said you have not because you ask not. So if you see somebody having, why are you angry? Have you asked? Have you asked? God is waiting just for you to ask. It's available. The power of God is available. When we get into praying, we can make room for that power to work in us. We can make room for that power to walk through us. Let me tell you something. If people would see extraordinary dimensions all around you, it's going to be God at work. It's going to be by the power of God. Make up your mind like Pastor told us yesterday. I refuse to live an ordinary life. This is not the will of God for me. He said with my life, it will do marvels. Lord, what you have said you will do with my life, my eyes must see it. My eyes must see it. My eyes must see it. Those dimensions you have shown me that are possible in your kingdom, my hands must touch it. I must walk in the reality of it. Rise to your feet. Glory to God. Now I want you to lift up your hand. Can you establish a connection? Lift your hands to him. Come on now. And talk to the father. You are his son. This is spirit to spirit. He's a son to a father. This is a father talking to a son. And cry out to God and say, Lord, more. I want more. 
I want more. You have more in store for me. And that more, I want it. I want it. I want more. 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 You have just a minute to do that. Come on, pray, pray. Say, Lord, more. God can hear you. Mande, Esa, Ledika, Robotova, Ezadina Kate, Adana Manekata, Robotovatikate, Rabashate, Megira Sumana, Iladina Savadika, Rabashateka, Mola Ota, Edidiko Fetia, Esane Nemonde Bakotaya, Jetika Rekete, your power like never before, Inamante, Rubidikatekaro, Asane Karudiati, Iprotelika de Ganegaruse, Shandeborudeba, Itamane Carusa, Etale Caropatishkaba, Efrate Kinale, Pronolo, Salidebaha, Inamalebo, Feridebo, Sedibaha.